Hey friend, welcome to Living in the Light. Each week, I will sit down with a friend who is an artist or creative as they share their story of how Jesus brought them from the dark and into His glorious and powerful light. At the end of each episode, I'll be diving into a passage of scripture and bringing you truth straight from the Word of God. This is a space for you to be encouraged and to remember that you matter and that with God, even the messy parts of your story have incredible purpose and meaning. I'm here to bring real life to light. Hello, friend. It's Monday again, and I am so full of joy to be on the podcast with you today. If you're listening for the first time, I'm so glad you're here. For you avid listeners, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in each week. I make this podcast for you. My prayer is that you will walk away from this hour conversation encouraged by the light of Jesus, that you're reminded that God loves you so much, that he truly delights in you. His love is unconditional and his love is for you. I also pray that as you hear the stories and the testimonies of my friends on this show, that you would come to know and believe that with God, your own story, in all its mess and brokenness, has a lot of purpose. As we live in the light of Christ, our great Redeemer and Healer is at work in and through our lives. 2 Corinthians 1 verses 3 through 5 tells us, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. Today on the podcast, you'll hear my conversation with my wonderful and inspiring friend and follower of Jesus, Danielle Koch. Danny is a designer turned illustrator, social justice advocate, and entrepreneur. She seeks to encourage faith, inspire justice, and guide you through loving your neighbor well. Her illustrations aim to make complex issues more digestible and help others find and use their passions to make a difference in their spheres of influence. With a joy that flows from her dedication to loving God and her neighbor as herself, more than anything, Danielle hopes to encourage action as you hold her art in your home and carry it in your heart. Now, here's my conversation with Danny. Well, Danny, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you. Okay, so for the listener, I am looking at Danny in her house and she had Danny tell us about what is on your wall behind you oh, oh yes I love okay. it <laughs> I, I recently moved out on my own in my own apartment in Atlanta and I freehanded this abstract mural on my wall it actually spans across several walls because why not if you're gonna do it, do it big and Yes. So it's, it's colorful and big. And I just really like being out here and getting to look at it to remind myself that I don't have to overthink everything. <laughs> yes. We need that reminder as artists. Um, it's definitely very happy. That was the first thing I said when I saw you, I was like, this looks so happy. <laughs> so fitting. Well, Danny, I'm, I'm just so excited to have you on the podcast. Danny and I met 
a few weeks ago in Florida. And Danny, I just loved learning about your story and hearing your heart and just seeing what the Lord's doing through your work um, on social media and in the world and just, just excited to cheer you on. So I know you have some really encouraging words for the listeners today. But I want to start, Danny, with just your personal story. Uh, here on the podcast, um, we talk about how Jesus has come and brought us from the dark and into his glorious and powerful light. And oftentimes that means in our stories, we, I mean, we all go through really um, hard seasons. We have all been through, um, I mean, life is just messy. <laughs> you know, it's messy. It's full of brokenness. And um, I just know that when we bring that to light and we show how Jesus has redeemed redeemed us through that and the fruit that comes from that, um, it encourages others to tell their stories too. So I just want to start with your story. Yes. Lovely introduction. Thank you for that. Um, my story, especially in terms of faith and how I come to know Christ today is, yeah. is definitely pretty complex because I grew up as a preacher's kid. So mm. my dad, he is a pastor currently, and he was a pastor of a church back when we lived in New York. Um, he currently doesn't pastor his own church anymore, but back then, um, I've grown up being, you know, a preacher's kid, someone who was heavily involved in church and ministry, and it wasn't until my late high school years that I started to realize that something was fundamentally wrong with the denomination and organization that I found myself in, because... Mm. I got to the point where a lot of us have gotten to this point where we decide, okay, I want this faith to be personal. I want to know Jesus for myself. I'm going to learn all that I need to learn. And that was coupled with me feeling like something was just off about how I was living my Christian walk. So I sat with the Bible and I was just like, let me, let me get started on really investigating this for myself. And that is when things began to just implode. Because for example, I grew up in a denomination that preached that um, women couldn't cut their hair, wear jewelry, wear makeup, wear pants. It was heavily legalistic, very works-based. And I believed that I had to do a whole list of things to achieve salvation or to mm. be called and chosen by Jesus. So. My life was very warped around that idea of earning everything. Mm -hmm. And so I sat with Romans one day and I said, there's gotta be more to it than what I currently know faith to be. So I started reading through that book and was just awakened to the beauty of the concept of grace. Like, wow. hello, that's not something I actually ever really heard preached or talked about. Yeah. Um, mercy, how we are called, how we are chosen, and how God loves us holistically, mm -hmm. deeply. Holistic. Yeah. And it was through that that I recognized this kind of changes everything about who I thought God was. Like, I thought he was waiting for me to mess up, and he had all these rules that I had to follow, or I would be just damned to hell for all eternity, honestly. Yeah. So I... Once I quickly realized how loved I was and how easy it was to actually be a believer and to be saved, honestly, I welcomed that message with open arms and realized I believe in Jesus and I have faith in the finished work of the cross. And that in and of itself is wow. enough. Wow. Praise God. 
Is that not beautiful? Yes, praise God, Danny. <laughs> not me thinking I was saved the whole time and not understanding the simplicity of salvation in and of itself. Like mm. it changed everything for me. And so as I began to get lost in this unbelievable love that I had discovered, I realized how closely that love was related to the way I loved other people. Mm -hmm. And Luke 10, 27 became like the verse of my life. Like you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength yeah. and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And I always say every all every time because it's so important that we recognize how holistic of a love this is. Mm -hmm. And it's that love that equips us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And so once Amen. I, once I realized that I was just like, I want to love everybody. Like, Everyone is welcome. God loves you. And I just was ready. And so when I became awakened to injustice mm -hmm. more frequently, I was like, well, we've got to do something about this. Like we are called to love as God yeah. loved us. How, yeah. And love is action. Love is justice. Love is standing up for what is right. And so that's kind of the wow. kind of love that filled my life. And um, I'll share this verse that someone actually shared with me. I don't actually remember where it's from, but somebody messaged to me and said, there was a message version of a verse that talked about how the love of God, may it fill you up and then splash onto everyone around you. And that oh. is how I envisioned me living love out loud to look like. Oh, Danny, that is so beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. That is the gospel. I mean, that our hearts are transformed by his love. And then that love splashes on to the people around us. And yes, that's, that's just powerful. It's so simple, but it's so good. I love that emphasis on all that. It's, yes, it is so holistic. Well, okay. So artistry, mm -hmm. I want to talk about how your artistic gifting became a real calling on your life. Um, what has your journey like beginning your business oh happy danny mm -hmm. and what's that been like and how have you seen the lord bring it to life yes so the whole way it came about is so unbelievable to me because i often tell people you know i just started digital illustration like december of 2019 i just yeah. got here wow. and it was just supposed to be for fun <laughs> a yeah. mode of expression as i was chasing what i believed to be other passions of mine at the time and so I've always had a deep care for justice, for reconciliation, for equity, empathy, all of these extremely important ideals that often get lost in the injustice that we face every day. And so I used art at first as just a medium of expression for ideals that I held close and wanted other people to see. Mm -hmm. And when I first posted my first justice-related illustration, it was Martin Luther King Jr. Day of 2020. Mm -hmm. And I basically had said, hey, here's an illustration that talks about how I believe that his, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy has, has been changed and shifted over time. You know, I think we want to paint him as this passive peacemaker when in all actuality, he was a radical disruptor. Like this man went to jail so many times. And he yeah. was very disliked, very yeah. disliked during his time. And I just kind of want to remind people of that. Like he challenged the status quo and fought for justice. And um, when I posted that, I just wanted to express that to all what 700 of my followers. I really, it was just for fun. Yeah. 
And when I noticed that people were sharing it, I was like, oh, wow, are people more likely to listen and engage with the harder conversations if it's packaged in a pretty way or an aesthetically pleasing way? I said, wow, well, Black History Month is coming up. No time like the present to give it a shot and see if I can keep bringing up these complex, important issues, bringing them to light for people who may not otherwise engage. So I did that and uh, my Instagram and my Facebook accounts slowly began to grow as more and more people were sharing. And Mm -hmm. then summer of 2020 arrived and racial injustice took center stage in America. Everyone was, was paying attention. And because of the work that I had already been doing, coupled with the sense of urgency uh, for people to get involved in the fight for justice, um, it catapulted the art to places I never, ever imagined, ever. So that's kind of how that journey happened. Wow. Yeah, summer 2020, I think we all can remember it um, pretty well. I mean, it's still pretty recent, but it it was a lot. Um, Danny, we all know that racism is a very dark injustice and through your artistry, through your social justice advocacy work, the Lord is quite literally shining light into darkness as we speak and redeeming hearts and relationships through it. And it's just, it's amazing. And it's encouraging to watch. It speaks for the power of art, first of all, that you can just create something and put it out there with no intention. And then, like you said, um, things are brought to light because because of that art. Um, so uh, amazing. But I, I also want to talk about the fact that that was a really heavy and tumultuous season. Um, and you were propelled into that platform very quickly. Mm-hmm. You said... 300,000 new followers joined you on Instagram, right? Within yeah, like a, week a week or something. I have never, oh my gosh. never seen anything like it. And I was a social media manager before oh my, that's I, I funny. got into this. Isn't that wild? Wow. You learned like some, probably a, a lot of skills that are now really beneficial. Yeah. In 2019, I quit my job at an event planning agency and started my own agency doing social media strategy for like positive mission-based brands. Yeah, yeah. And never in a million years did I ever see anything like that. It was unreal. And I honestly would not wish such quick growth, exponential growth on anyone. I don't think it's the healthiest, but it's, God was doing something. Yes, he was. was (laughs) Yeah, he was. Yo, if this is the way you're trying to do it, okay. Right. Like he'll give you the next step if it's his will. And he really has done that. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So what did the Lord teach you through all of that? Like a few takeaways in the beginning. Oh, wow. Okay. So one of the biggest things that I had to learn was the fact that because my art has educational themes to it, a lot of people view it as a resource And so at the same time, people were starting to view me as a resource, as this machine that could endlessly crank out content Mm. um, without giving much regard to, like you said, the trauma behind it all, the grief, the processing that we are doing, especially me as a Black woman and the Black community just, it's a lot. It's very heavy. It's a lot, yeah. I had to actually let my audience know 
very early on, like, thank you for being here. I'm glad you see my work as resourceful to you, but I myself am not a resource. I am a person. So Mm. this means that the art that I create is going to be a reflection of my self-expression and my scope within this point in time Mm. and within my sphere of influence. So that means it may not always encapsulate all that you want it to be, but take it for what it is. Yeah, uh, it's a form of self-expression for me. And if it's helpful for you, fantastic. And if not, that's okay. You can move along. But I cannot be all things to all people. And I had to learn that right away. Um, I, I talk about what God has placed in my heart within my scope uh, as a Black woman in America. And I do my best to speak truth and guide people towards the hope in the midst of all that chaos. Mm-hmm. Which, Danny, I think is one thing about being a follower of Christ that is so comforting, especially in leadership or in any kind of platform that you can surrender the fact that you don't have, you, you don't have to be all things for all people. And mm-hmm. actually it's a disservice to try to be all things for all people because only God can be those things for them. So yeah, um, I think that's just a beautiful demonstration of surrender. Okay. So you talked about your story about that just gospel experience of um, learning that it really is just about loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. How has that and that part of your journey played into now your work with artistry and advocacy? Oh, that's a beautiful question that I actually don't think I've ever gotten. Really? Thank you. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to hear. Yeah. Yeah, So, hmm. I think a concept that I'm consistently have had to revisit, learn, and unlearn is the gravity of love and what Mm. it means, not just in scripture, but in service to other people in everyday life. Like, what does it mean to, to live this love out loud? And when I, one thing that was trying for me was, um, I can remember in particular when we were dealing with the insurrection at the Capitol, And none of us knew what to do because never have we ever experienced anything like it. Nobody knew what to do. Right. And one question that I was getting a lot um, from people is like, I don't know. Well, let me rephrase that because part of the, the work that I do is not necessarily about speaking to what everyone is dealing with at once, but speaking to the heart of it. So for example, Mm. using the insurrection as an example, that's what's happening in the world. And people are talking about it. They are like trying to process through it. Right. But I'm asking, what is the heart behind this? What is, Mm. what are people processing through within themselves internally in their communities? What are the hard questions that they're asking themselves and each other? And that's what I speak to with the art. Wow. So I'm, I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is everyone discussing this, but I'm like, okay, I think the heart of this is, it's really, really hard as a believer right now to love my neighbor as myself, to mm-hmm. embody that God love for other people when it seems that we are so polarized and it's just so hard to comprehend that the other side could possibly care anything about the things that I care about. Yeah. And so one thing that I said is I believe that the concept of loving your neighbor as a whole has kind of been stripped down and uh, it seems to signify like 
some sort of surface level performance, some sort of like passive thing where it's just like, oh, you guys just love your neighbor. And it's kind of like, like slapped on certain situations. And it's like, well, no, let's dive into to, to what yeah. love is. You know, in 1 Corinthians 13, we know it's patient and it's kind. It's all those beautiful, lovely things. But then it also says it rejoices in the truth and it's accountable and it protects, it perseveres, it never keeps, fails. Keeps no record of wrongs. All that stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So we love the fluffy beginning of it, but when it gets into the fact that we have to start protecting our neighbor, mm. persevering in the face of all of this injustice, covering, holding people accountable, seeking out the truth in the midst of a bunch of lies, that's really hard. That's challenging. That's really hard. It's very hard. And, it, and it's like, what do we do? And back to what you said about all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's agape love, right? Love unconditional. Yes, girl. And so when you're talking about love in all of its fullness, all the alls, it's us saying, okay, God is basically saying that uh, he loves us unconditionally. We are to love God unconditionally. And it's that same love that we need to have for our neighbor, that agape love. And so it's a love that's marked by action. It's a love that's not apathetic or passive. It's, there's no greater love as we're told. And that's when we remember that, that that's the embodiment of love that we're supposed to have for our neighbors. And even Dr. King has said, it's the greatest force in the universe. Um, he who loves is a participant in the being of God. Like that is so massive. And so when we remember all of that responsibility that we have with love, we can see, oh, that's why it's such a force that drives out hate, as Dr. King says, because it's so powerful yeah. and it's outside of ourselves. And so we, we exemplify that by joyfully like laying our lives down, exchanging the fluff for the real hard stuff and saying, you know, I don't have the answers. You don't have the answers. But what we can do is love each other unconditionally through all of it. And I will do that in word and in deed. Yeah. Um, so that's that's how I navigate that. Long answer. <laughs> that is so good. I, I just love that you go straight to God's word and you say, what does God say about this? What's God's heart for love? Yeah. And and how does that how does that relate to specifically social justice? And I think it's it's beautiful and we need we need to do more of this of of thinking like behind any hurt, behind any expression of pain, there is a heart. And there's a heart issue or a, there's there's something going on. And I love that your art addresses that, that you want to get to the heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. So it's really great. Hey, friends, it's Laura Lee here. Did you know that our Bible study community just launched as Rise Collective Women? Rise Collective Women is an online community of women united in Christ, rooted in God's Word, and rising up for the glory of God. For only $4.99 a month, you can join me and our community at Rise Collective Women Online, and you'll get access to our online home, our community Bible studies, and resources that we're creating to encourage you to stay rooted in God's Word and to rise up into your purpose as a disciple of Jesus. When you join us as a member, you'll also receive your very own subscription to Right Now Media, the world's largest on-demand Bible study resource library. 
This Saturday, April 3rd, we are starting a new study on the book of Numbers by Lauren Chandler called With Us in the Wilderness. Lauren Chandler was my last guest on the podcast. If you didn't listen to her episode, it was awesome. I highly encourage you to. To join us in this study on the book of Numbers, sign up in the link in the show description and join us in Rise Collective Women online. You can also follow us on Instagram at Rise Collective Women. Now back to my conversation with Danny. Okay, so Danny, practically speaking, what does this look like? We talked all about like the heart of love. How have you seen the light and love of Christ expressed through the fight for justice and racial equality in people's lives this past year? Beautiful, beautiful question. So one thing that I consistently advocate for is change in the heart and in the home. Hmm. I have a piece of art that actually speaks to it saying, unless you fix it in your heart and address it in your home, there will be no change. Yeah. So it's been beautiful to see people take personal accountability and take inventory of ways that they've either been complicit in racism, have internalized racism or bias in them, and have actively sought to become anti-racist through books, documentaries, resources, and, uh, you know, really doing that work internally. That has been wonderful to witness. And for somebody to say like, hey, your art helped me start to think about this in a different way, or I felt my heart change as a result of interacting with your work. It's just, that's fantastic, you know? And that gives me so much hope that people, even if they're not always posting about it or aren't always extremely vocal every day, does not negate the fact that there are people who are behind the scenes doing this work. And while, of course, there are times where speaking out is necessary, there are also times where I would rather you be doing the internal work behind the scenes and then um, come out and be more vocal than you to all of a sudden just spit out all of these things without necessarily having the knowledge to back that up because that can do more harm than good. Um, So one thing I like to tell people is, you know, perfection is not a prerequisite to participation. You don't have to have it perfect altogether to jump in and amplify, listen, speak up. But I do say taking that time to do that inner work is absolutely vital if you want to be in it for the long haul, long term. Yeah. Yeah. The internal work must lead. And so that's one thing that I've loved to see. And then The other thing, I've loved to see how people are having these conversations with their loved ones, with their families, Mm -hmm. using art as conversation starters. Um, I've seen book clubs happen where people are getting together and reading books written by other uh, Black people who are talking about racism and trying to work through and unlearn that. Um, People supporting the work, the written work, um, the artistry of other Black people as a means to amplify and, you you know, really try to make an equitable environment for everyone. So Mm -hmm. that's been extremely exciting. And I think that that is where the biggest change happens. And so that's where, that's the space that I want to occupy in the future. How can I help people make this change in their hearts and in their homes? Uh, Cause that's the kind of lasting change that's gonna, that we're gonna need to keep this up. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's really good. Really encouraging. Um, Last summer, Boy, I was personally encouraged. Uh, my church, Church of the City in New York, uh, mm-hmm. they partnered with this organization called Arabon. Have you heard of Arabon? David Bailey. 
Yeah. He does this course called um, Race Class in the Kingdom of God. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I do know that. Yeah. And it was, it was really great. Um, Just got us in conversation with the body of Christ and talking through all of our personal experiences and um, just a lot of really good resources to open Mm -hmm. our eyes and educate us and, um, yeah, it was, it was really powerful. And another person I love her resources is Latasha Morrison with yeah. Be the Bridge. Love, love Be the Bridge. Love Be the Bridge. Well, Danny, I'm sure as all artistry and walking in a platform, it can come with um, feeling overwhelming at times. How does Jesus supply what Danny needs to accomplish her purposes in the world? to daily get up and to walk in obedience to the work he has for you. I know it can't be easy. I mean, you probably, it's, it's very, you have to get up every single day in your home and do the work and yeah. you're an entrepreneur. And yeah. How does, how does Jesus sustain you in that? One thing that I have needed to make sure that I'm doing is spending that consistent daily time. Yeah. And I mess it up quite often. But yes. um, one thing that's been helping me is finding supplemental resources to go along with like my Bible reading. Yeah. That meet me where I am um, and help me to push and keep going. Mm-hmm. So for example, I have, I'm currently reading morning by morning, those daily devotionals by Charles Spurgeon. Yeah. 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 Yes. Love him. And so love, love him and love that because I'm the kind of person that can go deep right away. I wake up at 7.30 a.m. I'm ready to go deep. Yeah. And so <laughs> Charles Spurgeon you there and he's like, let's contemplate the meaning of, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And that I've learned that that in and of itself is a way that I can not only honor my relationship with God with that time, but allow him to pour into me in a way that makes sense for me where I am in this season and how I approach life with yeah. you know, that, that sense of depth. So finding ways to meet God um, and allowing him to meet me as well. So that's a big thing. Secondly is rest, 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 rest. Yeah. Like something that God calls us to, of course, but then even in my own personal life, like I had to go much slower than I was going in 2020. Things had to massively slow down. And that is for my health, (laughs) both mental and physical. And for the simple fact that I can better speak to the hope of the moment if I'm well rested, because I'm not coming from a place of um, all consuming anger. I might be angry um, at injustice, but I don't let it encompass my life Um, Mm. because I, I prefer to come from a place of hope and to point people towards hope. And not every moment is good, yeah, but there can be good found in situations. So that's kind of what I aim to do, because um, I do believe that all things will work together for our good, because we love God and we're called. And so I, Amen. Choose to believe that. I choose to believe that. And He is redeeming all things. Absolutely, all things. Okay, Danny. So at the end of every episode, I. Of season two, I started doing the lightning loves. So it's a lightning round of things that you love and you won't have much time to think about it. So I'm going to say like color or plant or just different things. And we're going to learn about Danny in a really quick lightning round. 
Love it. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. A book you love. <gasps> the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John. Uh, when you were talking about rest, I was thinking about that book. It's so he's, good. He's tearing me up. Oh, but it's I good. Love it. Sabbath. We love it. Go buy that book. Yes. Um, a dessert. Brownies. Travel destination. Venice, Italy, please. <laughs> Have you been? Let's never. Go. Let's go. I've been to Italy, but never Venice. Wow. Wow. A, a movie. Movie. Um, Moana. Yes, I think that's the most Moana. recent movie I watched on Disney+. Uh, Plus. Lin-Manuel Miranda. We love him. What a guy. Color. Blue. Ooh. Like the sky. Childhood TV show. Arthur? Arthur. <laughs> what a good one. The little glasses. Uh, a kind of pen. Like, oh, easy. Pen. The pilot G2 gel pen. Girl, that is what I, that's what I use. It's what kind of ballpoint? What, like, size? I was, that's what I was trying to remember as I was visualizing, hoping I could find what one. What is it, like, 0. 0.7, 0. 0.9, 0. 0.38? Oh, girl, I have one right here. <laughs> it's seven. Mm, she knows, she knows. Um, style of shoe. Um, I'm getting into tennis shoes. I'm getting into sneakers. Sneaker um, girl. Those fancy kinds. Yeah. She's trying to step it up. I'm trying yes. to be fashionable. We love it. <laughs> Comfy and fashion. Uh, book of the Bible. Romans. Oh, the best. It's a love. Color of sticky note. Hmm. I'm pretty classic. The yellow one's not bad. Yeah. The yellow. Love it. A type of journal. I don't know. Some people are particular. Oh, type of journal. You know, I'm using a devotional journal right now. Aww. I found that to be very helpful. Um, it's actually the morning by morning one. Wow. On one, one side, it's the that day's devotion. And on the next side, it's a blank page. You can mm, just journal. I'll link that. I'm going to find that and link that in the show notes so you guys can find it. Yeah. It's uh, translation of the Bible. CSB. Okay. I love that one. And then your coffee order. I know the answer to this, so I can't wait for you. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm not exactly a coffee drinker, but I am really into London fogs right now. So I will order a London fog with almond milk. Okay. See, I thought you were going to say hot chocolate. Or a hot chocolate, depending. That's <laughs> what so you kept getting in Florida. I kept getting hot chocolate in Florida. It was just much easier. It was good. I mean, we yeah. love a London, London fog and a hot chocolate. I like yeah, both of those. Both. Okay. Well... We had a little lightning love moment of learning about Danny. Yeah. Well, Danny, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's, it was just such a blessing to hear your story and your heart, and we're cheering on your art. Thank you for having me. Beautiful conversation, and you're a beautiful person. So mm, thank you. Love you, girl. Love you, too. What a powerful conversation with Danny. I loved how she reminded us of the truth and pointed us to God's word and his call on our lives to love him and to love our neighbor. Today we talked about the greatest commandment in all of scripture. The one thing that Jesus said sums up everything else. It is love. At the end of every episode, I open the word of God and bring to light a passage of scripture. Today, I have a few. But before we read our Bibles, I'm going to open us in prayer. Father, thank you for your love. May you remind us of how powerful, just, strong, mighty, 
and victorious your love is. May your love abound in the listeners' hearts more and more as they trust in you. Thank you, Lord, for your word and the gift of getting to read it, understand it, and get to know you through it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have a Bible, open it up to Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34, and read along with me. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and there is no other besides him. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. That's Mark 12, 28 through 34. So we find this passage of scripture in the Gospel of Mark. There are four Gospels. We talk about them often. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The word gospel means good news. And these four books are four individual records of the life, ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So let's set the scene for this passage we just read. We have this interaction and conversation between Jesus, the Son of God, and one of the scribes of the Pharisees. Now note that this scribe would have been a theological scholar, an expert of Jewish law. He comes up to Jesus asking him which commandment of God is of most importance, which one of his teachings was central to everything else. I mean, it's a valid question. And Jesus replies with such a simple, and gentle and clear response. Jesus makes it abundantly clear the heart of walking in the ways of the Lord. He starts by quoting Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 5, where it says, The Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. So there is one Lord, one God. In Ephesians 4, 4 through 6, Paul says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So first, we believe and we acknowledge that we worship God alone. Jesus then says that nothing is greater than these two commandments, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. This is what God asks of us, to love Him, to love God holistically with our whole selves, our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength, and to extend that love to our neighbor. But to love God and to extend His love to others, we must first receive His love. In today's episode, Danny shared a bit of her own story of receiving the love of Jesus. She said, Once I quickly realized how loved I was and how easy it was to actually be a believer and to be saved, honestly, 
I welcomed that message with open arms and I realized I believe in Jesus and I have faith in the finished work of the cross. And that in and of itself is enough. To know Jesus is to know His love personally. He wants a relationship with you. God came down to earth, lived a perfect, sinless life, and died a perfect death to rescue you and to bring you to Himself. It is the greatest love story ever. God's Word tells us in Romans 5.8, But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And in Romans 6.23, we're reminded of what our reality is without Jesus. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And it can all be summed up in the love of God. For John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, the whole world, that He sent His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. The love of Jesus is so unfathomable and endlessly compassionate and merciful that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is what brings us to fall to our knees and worship the Lord. As you stare at the cross and get to know the person of Jesus, the living Word of God, His Spirit at work inside of you transforms every part of who you are. You love God more every day. And as you get to know Him, you want nothing more than to love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He didn't leave us alone. He sent us an advocate, His Holy Spirit, living inside of those who believe. Through the power of the Holy Spirit of God, we are empowered to then love our neighbors as ourselves and to live out this commandment. Listen to these words from the book of 1 John. As I read them, really let them sink in. 1 John 4, 11-21 says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him, and He in us, because He has given us His Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world, Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because He first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. So what does this love look like lived out? Danny talked about how loving our neighbor can often be stripped down to some kind of surface level performance. But God's word tells us what loving our neighbor is. It's a sacrificial love. 1 Corinthians 13 verses one through seven says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. 
It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. It believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. As Danny said in today's episode, we are all called to love as God loved us. And love is 1 Corinthians 13 in action. Love is justice and standing up for what is right. Micah 6.8 says, He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? Injustice is rampant in our world. Every day we encounter injustice. And as the hands and feet of Jesus in this world, we are called to do justice. We show up and we love in every meaning of the word. Because of Jesus, we have access to the throne of God and He wants to bring justice to the earth through our lives. But we know that as fallen humans, we cannot execute full and final justice. So as we participate in the work of justice here on earth, we do so in the power and the love of God, bringing the kingdom to earth, but keeping our focus upward, looking forward to the great day that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the judge of all creation, will sit on the judgment seat of God, Justice is at the heart of our God and the people of God. God promised that when He comes to judge, He will save the humble, repay the proud, that He would judge all people with equity. As it says in Psalm 96, 13, He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people in His faithfulness. God came down in the form of man as Jesus and defeated death. And after His resurrection, He promised that He would come back and that all things would be made new. (laughs) There's so much hope in that. In a world full of sin, corruption, and inequality, it is good news that justice, full and final, perfect and complete, is coming. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you, Lord, that you are just, that you will make all things new. Help us to believe that you love us, to walk in the light of your love and to embody your love, God, in the way that we do justice in the world. Thank you, Father, for Jesus in the hope of eternal glory and final justice, the day when all things will be made new. God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening, friend. I want to encourage you to check out Danny's Instagram at ohhappydanny where you will find her work that she hopes encourages faith, inspires justice, and guides you through loving your neighbor well. Danny and I talked about some of our favorite scriptures and resources in today's episode, and all of those links you can find in the show notes. So if you haven't already, sign up for my email newsletter, and every Monday you will get an email with those links, show notes, and the weekly scripture. You can also find the show notes for today at lovelarley.com slash Coke. Will you help me share living in the light with the world? If you're loving the show, be sure and subscribe and leave a rating and a review. And that helps more people find out about the podcast. Well, thanks for listening, friend. As always, go in light and love. And I'll talk to you next week.